Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Collective. We have, as you can see, an awesome panel for y'all today. This is the first, I don't want to call it a late night, but it, I mean, we're here to talk about you ladies. So before we get into that, I do need to remind everybody to make sure you like the uh, video, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification button so that you can get the a little notification every time we go live, which is every day. So before we get into anything else, Sean, you said that you were really anticipating this particular panel for quite some time. Do you want to explain to the folks at home why we're why you're so yeah. excited? I'll just give an elevator pitch. It's, it'll be super quick. I've been looking forward to it for two reasons. One is this is a visualized moment, or in winter storm, for me that I saw in my mind's eye several months ago before the collective started. And it was the idea that Mostly guys talk to guys. We don't figure out a whole lot of stuff, by the way. We figure out some stuff, but it's usually less than 50%. And I just wanted the other 50% to show up and help us figure some things out. And by figure things out, I mean the world around us. And so I, I didn't want to be an exclusive guys club. I wanted it to be a human club. And I just didn't know how to do that. So bit by bit, drop by drop, been figuring out how to get a panel that looks just like this to a check the box on my visualized milestone that I had several months ago, but B and here's the most important part. I just feel the ladies bring so many good things to the table in respect to how guys don't think and how we need to think, but the ladies are already thinking that way. So to me, this is like a complete human being. It's like sort of the yin and yang of human, the species that guys, just guys, don't represent very well. So to me, this is the culmination of a very three-dimensional model of humans. So I'm super looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, I was going to give a little elevator pitch for each of you. Um but I think I I'm going to rely on y'all to tell me, give me a little 10 second blurb Less than for 10. those that don't know. Seven seconds, Sean? <laughs> Eight seconds? Just don't want um, to turn it into the big intro. Yeah. G give us a little blurb, who you are, where you come from, what do you do, all that good stuff in 10 seconds. Julia, you're going first. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Just dropping you in. <laughs> I've now got four seconds. Awesome to yeah. show up. Okay. Um, I'm in Calgary, Alberta. Um, I am a fitness coach and a competitor and I've been doing that for over a decade or so. And I came to know uh, you guys <laughs> through, um, uh, through some other friends in the collective. And um, because of my work with the UN overseas, we've kind of uh, met um, with some unique uh, experiences there. <laughs> so Yes, indeed. All right. Uh, Jillian. Oh, hi, I'm Jillian. I'm an, adventure documentary photographer um, as well as have some records in the paddling world and I also work as an eco guardian so I get stationed out at a lighthouse on my own for a couple months at a time and I came to know the guys here through my work in the PTSD field and mental health um, advocacy as well and I'm based in British Columbia and Squamish. <laughs> This I was saying earlier, this whole panel is basically from BC, except for me and Julia. <laughs> uh, Ashley? Um, hi, I'm currently in um, Terrace, BC, uh, visiting for a little while and skiing. I'm finishing up a PhD in neuroscience at Queen's University, where I'm studying uh, military and uh, public safety personnel, mental health, and novel treatment programs. Um, I met Chance, our host, uh, through Warrior Adventures Canada, and I'm now a guide with that organization as well. Yeah, awesome trips. Uh, Kate, how about yourself? Uh, my name's Kate. I'm, I've been in the Navy for 15 years now. I'm currently in Victoria, but I'm originally from Halifax, and I have a podcast called Shoot Like a Girl, featuring interviews with military women. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Julie? Hi, I'm Julie. I'm in Fernie, BC. I'm a cycling coach, personal trainer, fitness instructor, and an endurance mountain bike racer. And uh, I know this group mostly through Sean. He was my cycling coach for over a decade. Yeah. Uh, and I, I can't thank you all enough for, 
for uh, for being here. <laughs> this is uh this is awesome. This is again, this is kind of a dream come true that it, it all worked out and everyone was ready for this. And I'm like super excited to get going. Does anybody have any thoughts or questions or um, random stuff they want to tell the internet before we dive into any of the questions? Just a random point. It's going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. I agree. Okay, then let's dive right into it. We got. Uh, I reached out to uh, the interwebs, the collective, and I asked for some questions. And I said, hey, I'm going to have five awesome ladies on here. What do you all want to know? And we got some really cool questions. So I'm going to hit it off the first one. And then I'm going to start going around the table and make sure everybody uh, gets their piece on this. We got, if you got to have a theme song to walk into rooms, <laughs> meetings, or big events like a boxing match or WWE, what would it be? For instance, apparently he gave, Sean, he gave us our own music, just so you know, we didn't get to pick. <laughs> for Jack. instance, Chance, it would be Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison. And for Sean, it would be Take On Me by AHA. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll take it yeah uh so let's start with uh kate you're right at the top of my screen what do you think okay i've thought about this before um <laughs> so the one song that actually gets me super fired up is like the dropkick murphy's uh i think mm. it's shipping up to boston that one just i don't know immediately fires me up and makes me full of energy so i think that would be a perfect boxing ufc whatever like energetic it. event theme song i like it uh ashley what about yourself um i really i think the song um by billy eilish you should see me in a crown that one gets me pumped up it starts a little bit slow but there's just that moment when the uh the chorus kicks in that it gives me a lot of it fires me up for sure mm -hmm. uh who what do we got in, uh jillian what are your thoughts um i guess mine's a little bit different um i've thought about this before too because it's a song that i sing to myself when I'm on an expedition, in particular when it's really terrible weather outside, and it's Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles. Ooh, uh, that's a good one. Always sing it to myself when I'm paddling along. I think I only know actually one verse of it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it's just repeated over and over. So that would definitely be my theme song. There's something to be said for having that song in your head. I always played the, uh, the Imperial March in my head when I was doing drill, just to keep the beat and to uh, make myself feel like I was giving her. Uh, Julia, what do you think? Um, I've thought about this lots before, too. And I'm going to go with In the Air Tonight from Phil Collins. Mm. But other versions, too. I love every version. It's a great tune. <laughs> yeah. Um, Julie, what do you think? I'm going to go with Don't Stop Believing Journey. Oh. That's a classic. Classic. Song. Love that. And Sean, if you could, uh, if you could pick something other than "Take on Me," what do you think? Yeah, it probably wouldn't be "Take on Me," but okay. You know, I, I, if if that's what I got, that's what I would use. And and I guess that's the point that I was taken away from. And I was listening to the ladies identify what they would use as a theme song to walk into rooms, meetings, big events, whatever. And I think it comes down to what I'm trying to accomplish in whatever room that I'm stepping into, any meeting that I'm stepping into. And not every instance is like my primary theme song, which is this, Motorhead's Ace of Spades. I love that song. It is ass kicking. I love, if I'm, if I'm going to crush, you can best bet that that's what's going through my head. But there's moments when I don't want to crush there's moments when I want to interact in a more gray man perspective and Ace of Spades is no good for that. So there's some other songs. And, and I guess the point would be that as I listened to the ladies, they were all emotional songs to some degree that you could manipulate in the moment to some degree, but I just don't think there's one song for every instance. So Maybe the question would be, what are your top three songs for three different instances? But I don't, let's not do that. I just wanted to raise the point. <laughs> That's a great point. And you're right. There's a, there's a lot that could be done. A lot could be said with the, the fact that whatever you're doing, you got to be in the mood for the right music. Got to have the right music for the right mood for the right instance. A hundred percent. So that one was fun. I just wanted to put that in there, give everybody a chuckle and we can, uh, <clears throat> we can get into the more, 
serious stuff right now. I believe they call that an icebreaker. Yeah, exactly. So um, one of the... uh, one of the people reached out here as a father of two young girls i'm curious do you find that your goals and victories especially notable ones come with the added weight of people expecting them to also represent women in general and not simply your own hey sean just like we were saying wow. <laughs> we were saying before we started so does anybody want to take this first or should i just throw somebody on the fire okay i'm gonna throw somebody on the fire uh let's go with julie you're up what do you think that's a good question uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, anything you do in life, whether it's sport or what have you, you are representing women as a whole. So, um, you know, for myself being an endurance athlete, um, you know, you, you get to the start line and, uh, for sure there's expectations on you as an athlete, but also as a, as a female, uh, for example, last year I started, um, mentoring, uh, a young girl. So now, you know, you're looking at, well, now I, a bit of a role model for this young girl and, and they're looking at you for how did you perform and what are the takeaways and you want to set an example and do your best for yourself, but also as an example or a role model for the younger generation. Yeah. Anybody, uh, anybody else want to build on that or should I throw somebody else on the fire? Who wants it? Well, I will add this to Julie's point, and I, I can add it because I've seen it time and time again. I've, as Julie mentioned, I was her coach for about a decade. And coach, not only in the sense of making her be bigger, better, faster, stronger, but standing next to her at world championships where all the pressure was on her. And what I most enjoyed about Julie is she's got a bit of fire in her. And so she was not only representing herself, but I 100% for sure watched her represent ladies in the mix. And I don't mean ladies representing amongst the ladies. She was represent ladies amongst the men. I don't even know how many races we've been to where we both looked at each other and said, crush them, the men, beat them all. Let's get some lessons learned here. And so maybe Julie can confirm that, but I always took great satisfaction in watching Julie put the hurt on men whose egos couldn't believe that it was happening. It amuses me, but I think more to the point, it's an important aspect of ladies not only representing the ladies, but representing humans to maybe teach us all a little bit of a lesson. That's a great point. Uh, Kate? You had a thought? Yes, this is also something I've thought about a lot in the military, because obviously I've been on courses and things like that, where I am the only female. And I don't know if it's, you know, I'm sure some of it is probably just in my head. But then also, I'm sure there are men there that think, you know, if I can't do something like, oh, that's a reason why women shouldn't be able to do this job. So I, I do always feel that extra pressure that I'm maybe being judged a little bit more and, and definitely sort of representing all women because if, I feel as though if I mess up, then people will look at that as, well, that's why women can't do this or all women suck or w- whatever else, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, Ashley, Jillian, Julia, any thoughts? I, on I agree with Kate for sure. Um, it, it's something maybe people don't oh. connect oh. Sorry, hold on. I put, I, That's okay. Who's the wrong person in front? Uh-oh. There we go. People might not kind of connect it so much or realize being a photographer, people see a ton of female photographers doing family and portraits and things like that. Whereas in the adventure world, because we're generally photographing an athlete, you're even more hidden because you're behind the scenes. So you're not seen. Um, mm-hmm. So to then try to talk about and bring awareness to being a female behind the scenes having to do the same job as the athlete, but also carrying camera equipment along while they're doing it to mm-hmm. document it and showcase it. Um, yeah, people don't really think of that just in general as a photographer, let alone a female behind it, behind the scenes. Um, yeah. But I'm actually a, a stepmom to two young girls too. So since that's occurred in the past few years, um, I feel kind of added pressure 
um, to try to motivate them and showcase my, my life and what I do, whether it be in fitness or adventure or documentation or respecting wildlife. I always feel like they are potentially watching and could see it. And I want them to be impacted with it. Um, but, but being a coach, any of it, I mean, when, when a, a father in particular writes a message on social media saying that they sit down and share my posts with their kids, that really means a lot. And in particular, when they say they're sharing it, they're making sure to share it with their daughters because it's motivating for them um, is what pushes me to keep doing it and sharing my story or my photos or adventure, whatever it may be. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Um, Ashley or Julia, have you got any added yeah. thoughts? Yeah. I think um, just agreeing with what everything that was just said so far, I mean, women, the added weight for us is that we're not just representing other women, but um, we're also representing ourselves to men. So that's where an added um, pressure about expectations comes from. And in addition to that, if you're, you know, a wildlife photographer or, you know, a competitive athlete, these are other niches that we're representing as well, um, such as, you know, being a veteran or being a woman in science. These are, again, um, added expectations that come into the role. Julie, you want to round us out here? Sure. Yeah, I, I loved hearing everybody's um, opinions. And I agree with so many of you. Um, I take that very seriously. I, I coach uh, a team of women called Army of Angels. So we, you know, it's, I'm constantly looking to inspire women. So I can be really hard on myself in that way. Because sometimes I think I, I might hold back from just being real, because I want to always encourage and empower and inspire women. But <laughs> I also have, uh, um, been an advocate for PTSD as well, having done countless deployments. And uh, when I talked openly about that on social media about a year and a half ago or so, and then has con have continued to since, that has really made more people relate to me. And um, I can agree with, I can't remember who just said it, if, um, about when somebody shares your post with their, their daughters. I've had that happen before too. And so when people tell me that they've shared something with their kids because they want their kids to look up to something I've done. Um, that means so much to me. And so that encourages me to uh, share everything uh, and strengths in, in all ways, not just fitness, but in just being real, um, being vulnerable, talking about issues, uh, talking about um, other strong things that women do, you know, deployments, um, you know, everything, everything that we're able to do and accomplish. So I do have a lot of pressure, but I enjoy it in a way because it helps me level up as well. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh I, <clears throat> I totally agree with you on that note of how important it is for us to not just show us being badass women that we can do jobs that are looked at as men stuff, but that we are also still women. We're not just viewed as like normal tomboys or butch or however we all must be lesbians, sorry to say it, like, because we're doing these jobs, right? Like all of that kind of thing, or we have our hair a certain way, right? Mm -hmm. It's just immediately that's the perception and judgment. So I think mm -hmm. I totally agree with Julia that it's so important if we are those people that are sharing our stories in some way or trying to motivate others that we're sharing the whole spectrum of being a woman um, yeah. in general. The flack, I've, I don't know if we talked about it last time, but I did one post after an expedition, the paddling across America, and I went over a month without posting afterwards because I was totally mentally broken. And then a few posts in, I shared a photo, black and white, where I'm talking about swimming naked after going on these long days and cleansing myself and feeling free and not judging myself, even though now I'm like solo, all these things have changed and I was really mentally broken. And I got tons of flack for that photo because it was clearly implied that I'm naked and I'm like showing myself in a certain way. And the people that gave me flack were guys that gave me flack about it, which inspired the next post, which was a video of me trying to drag my, my boat through this knee deep mud, trudging along, talking about how everyone seems to assume that this is what I look like all the time, this muddy, like looking masculine in some way because I got all this gear on and in more 
male clothes because there aren't female clothes for outdoor adventure stuff um and yeah I shared that and people were like that's exactly it like so important like and then people were saying well that wasn't vulnerable being naked talking about being naked like that was me being vulnerable because I'm not comfortable doing that like yeah yeah, it's it's so important for us to to share every spectrum of it and do our best to ignore when there is that judgment because everybody's going to judge our posts or whatever we put out there to the world that's in some way that's a great point. Any uh, anyone else got any thoughts on that, Sean? You want to? Yeah, I do. <clears throat> At first, I'd like to establish two things, and then I'd like you to pull up the question. And you don't have to pull up that question right now. I'll just establish the two things first. The one of the reasons that I wanted to do this panel, one of the reasons that I saw it in my head many months ago, is for many reasons, of course. But one of the reasons was my wife because for over two decades she's been a a mechanical engineer that then morphed into a project manager engineer she's run a lot of big a lot of billion dollar things as a woman in a room full of old white men and so when she went when she got into the game over two decades ago she was kind of the only girl there And that's kind of been her career. It's just been meeting room after meeting room of old white guys with a, with a a young female. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say that she was being discounted because nobody can discount her because she's too smart, but they wanted to discount her. And so I've, I've seen it year after year after year where she's not being given the nod that she deserves because she's a girl. And I know that sounds harsh and it sounds really stereotypical but that's just the way it is and so my wife was one of the reasons that I wanted to consider doing these things more often to shine the light on the ladies because as guys I don't think we do it often enough which is going to become critical after I make my second point so Chance now can you put up that uh, question please absolutely as a father of two young girls I kind of know who this individual is because we've talked in the past. And one of the reasons that we're doing this panel right now is because of a guy like him. These are the things that I've been seeking because of men out there who are trying to figure out how to do it better. And so to Jillian's point, you're right. There's a boatload of men out there who are ignorant. (laughs) Let's not get it twisted. Mm -hmm. There's a boatload of men out there that are good. And it's easy to polarize a group of men by pointing the finger at them and saying, y'all suck. Well, they do. But rather than pointing the finger at them and saying, you suck, I just like to shine the the light on good men who care, just like this dude does that I know. And Mm -hmm. so why is he here? Because he not only cares about how to do it better, he cares about how to do it better for his girls in a world that he understands is not awesome for girls right now in context of how society has generally worked over the last few decades. And so to my point, you can remove the question now. Thanks, Chance. It's this. If, if, you're, if you're feeling, and I understand why you're all feeling this way, and rightfully so, but if you're feeling that you need to represent ladies, and again, I understand why that is, Why is it that men don't feel that they've got to represent men? Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's a real big failure for men. The ladies care enough to put forward the righteousness of ladies. But guys, we're not quite the polar opposite, but we just, we don't. Because somehow I think that at some point in history, a whole pile of guys thought it's all about us, period. And it ain't. Mm -hmm. And so we don't feel like we've got to show up to do our best in a room full of one lady or three ladies. We're just doing us. And it's got no no even recognition that we need to do better with ladies in the room. If there's no ladies in the room as a bunch of men, we still don't think, I've got to do my best. We just do the norm and it's wrong. And so Mm -hmm. I know it's wrong. And I think the ladies know it's wrong. 
but how did it, why is it like this? Does anyone have any thoughts on it? Anybody? I'll, I'll just pop in here. So, yeah. because I was reading Lisa Jaster's book recently and I interviewed her for my podcast and she was a, well, she is in the US Army. She's a reservist and she did ranger school at age 37. And that's sort of a hot topic in the US. And so one of the things is, you know, if a woman can't finish ranger school, then all the men use that as an excuse, like, oh, well, this is why women shouldn't be allowed to do ranger school because they can't do it. But before women even attempted ranger school, there was whatever it is, like only a 40% success rate or 60% success rate. But no one's talking about the men that can't finish. It's just like, you know, say if five women go in and, and one woman fails for whatever reason, then that's the one that they're going to be talking about rather than, you know, the 40 or 50 men that didn't make it. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, the old adage or whatever you want to call it, that women need to work uh, twice as hard to be considered half as good as men. And I think that that was true many years ago. And I think to some extent that that's still true today. Uh, so I agree. However, my question would be, why do guys feel that way? Mm. I mean, I could talk for myself as a guy. <laughs> I, could, like I, the, I don't uh, know. I, I'd rather than precede the idea. Yeah. I'd like to hear the lady's initial first thoughts. And I didn't plan this. It's not like, I was, oh, I'm going to ambush the ladies. Wait till they're not even going to believe what I'm going to say. This is just organic thoughts. And so I don't want to put anyone on the spot or make you feel the heat. I'm just saying that why as guys do we, why are we botching it? Why do we not understand that we're supposed to be representing men? at the same time amongst the ladies, just like the ladies feel that they have to represent women in a room full of men. Why is it mm. only a one-way street? Why are we not getting it, is my question, for anyone who thinks they've got the brass to answer it. I think it's just... Oh, oh. Sorry, go ahead. Go, Julie. <laughs> It's just quick. I just I, okay. oh, sorry. sorry, Julia. No, go ahead, Julia. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know which one of us. <laughs> All the ladies being nice to each other. It's quick. I just wanted to say it's because I think that we're not just representing it for women. We're we're representing two men as well. Like somebody else had, had brought that up, mm -hmm. but men, um, I don't know. They're not. Uh, they are representing for men but they're not trying to prove something to us where we might be trying to prove, we might still be in a bit of a fight to say, hey, we're still worthy. We can still do what you do. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how I see it. And where I think it's gone tragically wrong is guys are trying to represent guys in a really one dimensional way. We're trying to flare out like, I'm a guy, look how big my lats are. Whereas a guy can think this, I'm a guy and I'm trying to represent men as a intellectual, deep thinking, caring, loving human being. We blow that to some degree. We're super good at like punching a hole in the wall to impress everyone around us. So why, why, why are we not as men maybe seeing the opportunity to like just be a little more fuller as, as men, I guess? Any thoughts, I ladies? I think there's... Um, oh. Okay. Go oh, ahead, sorry. Ashley. Um, everyone. I like I'll that get, everyone I'll get you, I'll get Julie in a second. Go ahead, Ashley. <laughs> I, I think that there's a like, a like a normative behavior with men that the way that the, the right thing, the way that it's done, just happens to be the way that men have done it for so many mm. years. So, you know, we're... We're built physically differently. I mean, those are those are facts. Men and women are, are fundamentally different. But just because we don't do it their way or the right way uh, or their version of the right way uh, doesn't mean that there isn't another way to get the same task done. You know, we might not be able to carry the same amount of things, but maybe we're we can do it efficiently and effectively a different way. So I think it's changing that mindset that there isn't one right way to accomplish a goal or a task. Yeah. Great point. Jillian? You had a thought? Yeah, I think um, a big part of this is because if you look at society, how long we've actually had societies and civilization, it far outlasts how long women have been considered equal to men. Mm -hmm. That women have only been able to vote for what, a hundred years now? 
in the whole grand scheme of things, that's not very long that it's been ingrained in our biological. Pardon me. I'm just teasing. (laughs) I don't even think it's been that long, but I don't think um, so. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So to look at it that way, I think that's why it's taking longer for, for men in particular, but also society because it's, we've been, society's been around for so long. Humans have been around for far longer than women have been considered equal or different races or whatever, how, whatever topic you wanted to put that into. Um, and that's why it's harder for men to, to adapt to that change mentally because it's so ingrained in their, in their mental mentality. Mm-hmm. I'd like to throw a little point out there and see what the ladies think. And to your point, Jillian, you're right. Society has been around a long time, but the current version of society has only been around about a minute. And it's because we're in a very dynamic state of societal shift in the real time. Society's changing and changing in, in observable ways every day to some degree. Whereas, um, 400 years ago, very little changed over the course of centuries in -hmm. respect to society. So we're in a societal flux. And this is the opportunity that I'd like to take to say, hey, men, wake up, get with the program. Society's changing. And you've got to be aware that it's changing. The only way that you can see that is to pull your head out of the old societal sand and look around and see what's actually going on in society nowadays. That's one of the main purposes behind what I'd like to accomplish today is just to wake men up and and see the realness of what's happening in society versus the historical version of society. Yeah, I could not agree more. Um, we actually got a, a pretty good comment here from Winterstorm. So when a man fails, it's viewed, it's viewed as individual. Mm. But when a woman fails, it's viewed as collective. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a pretty accurate statement from a... Um, uh, from like a subjective view, like when you when you look at it in the broad scheme of things, absolutely. There's a, it's it's a tough. This is a tough uh, situation. I like the way you put it, Sean. We are in a situation of flux, societal flux, and this is something and, that we all and need you to know too. Work that on. comment that just came through. I think that's a result of the societal flux that we're seeing. Is now ladies are stepping into positions that they rightfully should have been able to step into thousands of years ago. But now it's occurring in the real time. And it just so happens that there's these things called first timers. Mm -hmm. First time to try the ranger course. First time to do this. First time to go do adventure photography. First time to want to be whatever. And it's a lot of first timers. And those first timers, just like any man who steps into a first timer role, you're being hard evaluated. I can think Mm -hmm. this is a very, very shallow comparison to what ladies face but when when our first when our sons came along i was a raise them at home dad plus do my coaching job and so i'd be standing at the playground when the boys were like five and six years old to pick them up from uh, kindergarten or elementary school or whatever there'd be me and no man in sight for 400 miles just me with a little bag of diapers and one gajabillion ladies all hovering around me, pointing at me like I'm a pedophile to some degree. And so first timers, you're judged hard. Mm-hmm. And I felt the pressure, the reverse pressure of being a guy in what we'll call quote unquote, the lady world. And it was super uncomfortable for me. And that pales in comparison to what I see the ladies have to put up with. So first timers, it's harsh times. And so it is kind of important that the right person shows up as the first timer to set a good standard so that they're not evaluated as, oh, women suck because they, did you see she tripped on her shoelace? I mean, it's, humans are harsh judges and executioners for first timers. And it's a tricky thing. And I don't think it'll ever be figured out perfectly, but certainly the third timer and the 12th timer and the 100th timer, it's who follows afterwards to then set the standard of awesomeness. The first timer takes the hit. It's the 100th timer that follows them that cements the awesomeness as I see it. 
So Sean, can I ask you just in that experience, did you feel like you were representing yourself or or did you feel like you were representing men? Yeah. Fascinating. Good question. question. Um, I think that I've never thought about it. So I'm going to give you my instinctual response. And I felt like I was representing me Mm -hmm. uh, because I didn't know any other guys that were doing what I was doing. And, and to make it even freakier and like, I didn't do myself any favors. I didn't do any men favors. Cause this is how I ran my program. I took my two boys, little bikes, tiny little bikes that I, I'd strap them to my back with the, uh, you know, whatever. And then I'd ride to their school out of the saddle hammering with two bikes on my back. And I'd get to the school and stand there. And the ladies would see me get off my bike and then dismount these two bikes and prop them down. My boys would run over to me. I'd nod and say, let's go, boys. They put their helmets on and the three of us would ride off. And meanwhile, the ladies are running a completely different program. And so not only was I the weird dude who they'd never seen ever, but I was also the weird dude that they totally never wanted to meet again because I was so freaky, maybe. And so maybe I was a disservice to all men. But I wasn't a disservice to myself. I was doing me, loving on my boys, doing my job, doing my thing. And, and that felt right to me. It was the external determinations by all the late. Like, I'd watch them. You know, they'd all be individual. And they'd all gather together. Then there'd be five or six of them. And it'd be one of these. The judgment, the chirping, the twittering, and the little clicks of, who's that guy? He's, he's an alien. Uh, it was a really interesting perspective for me to analyze it day after day after day, predictably, embarrassingly so for the ladies as I saw it. So I can only imagine what it's been like for y'all over the years of seeing it day after day for no good reason, day after day. It's not right. Julian, I don't know uh, if I answered your question. I'm going to add in. I'm going to add into that. You also didn't have the bonus of standing there worried about who's about to come up and hit on you. Who's about to whistle. Are you going to get your ass grabbed by the next guy? If that was an individual woman standing there riding up sweaty in her <laughs> workout gear, showing yeah. up and it's all men standing there ready to pick up their kids. You're going to be standing there as a female trying to find something to cover up and probably using your bike in front of you so that no man is just going to walk up and touch you in yeah. some way. I can say without a doubt, if you had, you, you said you don't have daughters, Sean. I don't. So I would say all of the women on here have been when they've gone out with their group of friends, or if they've gone out individually to go grab a drink and they just want a breather, they have had probably more than one time where they've been grabbed by a man and they can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Or we have to You're... worry about that bonus on top of not just representing women in some way. We have to also think about, well, we can't we can't just wear what we want to wear or we're probably asking for it. And if we mm-hmm. say anything, somebody's going to tell us we were asking for it because what we were wearing. And we go up to a group, like I said, and, and we have that in the back of our mind too, not just the fact that we're trying to represent a woman in mm-hmm. some way. We're also in some way... Check. potentially fearful or yeah worried i'm not going to having... discount what you said <laughs> but i am going to push back because you've got a very one-dimensional understanding of the situation based on your biases so hear me out yeah no man would go up to you in that playground and grab your arse <laughs> just like no woman would come up to me and grab my arse but i can assure you this that there was more women on that playground that visually grabbed my arse than you've ever had your arse grabbed. And that's fact. So Cause here's... I watched it. Cause I watched it every day. I watched it in all kinds of ways. Julie's been around me. I don't look terrible in Lycra and I was showing up in Lycra. Well, I, I think you shouldn't have been wearing that. Thousands <laughs> of hours of Lycra. And so I felt like I was being, abused in those moments and i didn't like it of course and so all the ladies out there who are snickering and thinking yeah but it's way harder for the girls i disagree 
It's just your perspective on what is abusive in the moment. And I'll tell you what, it's not that I was angry or disappointed, whatever. I was nothing other than I'm observing what's going on and you're all having your way with me right now. And that's just fact. Julie, so, you got to... Hold on a sec. <laughs> Julie, you had a point? Yeah, I. my point is, to be honest, I just kind of embrace it. I mean... For example, there is a local race that I did here a number of years ago. And like any race, the majority of the people that are going to show up are guys. And so I had a choice. I mean, I could play the part and it was sort of an up and down race. So I could have played the part and maybe wore some baggies and a shirt. But I said, screw this. That's not me. So I rocked up in my hot pink specialized kit, went to the start line. And I'd never done it before. So I said, well, you know, how does this work? And they said, anyone who is in spandex goes up to the front. I'm like, check. That's me. So it was an up race. And I went to the front of the start line and crushed all the guys on the way up. And, and that was it. And I just embraced it. And people looked at me, but I didn't care. That was just me. I was just, you know, doing my thing and, and being myself. The advantage that you had, Julie, is that you've done that hundreds of times. And so, unlike, and I know, oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't want to make generalizations and categorizations about anyone on anything. I'm just going to say this, that the first time Julie showed up to a race in spandex was different than the thousandth time that Julie showed up to a race in spandex. One, when you're a total noob and you feel like all eyes are on you, is uncomfortable. A thousand times later, you know the game. It's a non-factor. Whoever's doing whatever out there, that's on them, not on you. It's how you represent yourself in the real time, how you hold your space, who you are, how confident you are, how you do or don't let the world interfere with your head. And so Julie, from day one to 1,000 days later, she's worked her way through that, and it's a non-factor. And that's the way I feel about life as well. There's all kinds of uncomfortable moments. Guys judging guys, girls judging guys, girls judging blah, blah, whatever. On day one, you think the whole world's judging you. A thousand days later, you kind of see it for what it is. And so I think that that's an important aspect. It depends on how young or old you are, how many times you have or haven't done something new to the game or not. I have two things to add. <laughs> Sorry, Chance. I know I saw. Okay, so the first one is that um, I know that you know, a lot of times we talk about how men can be dirtbags and whistling at women and grabbing. I have definitely seen, and it's almost like old ladies get a pass for this, but I've heard some things from <laughs> male coworkers that I work with about things that older women will say. And I've seen it because I went to school for nursing and the way that some of the old lady nurses would speak to some of the young men. Um, that's definitely, you know, it's like, oh, if a man said that, they'd be, you know, kicked out or fired. But if, you know, it's an older woman saying that to this strapping young lad, then it's kind of cute and funny. Um, and then the second thing, so Sean, how you were saying, sorry, Ferns here. Um, Sean, the second thing you were saying is that, you know, just talking a bit about how, if it does happen, so what? But the one thing that men, I think, never quite feel is a vulnerability. And I've heard some men talk about this on podcasts before, and Andy Stumpf had mentioned it recently, is that, you know, he was walking to the car in a dark parking lot, and he thought, oh, I, you know, I don't have to worry about this, really. And it's something that I think women, because they can be overpowered by men. But if a woman makes that comment to a man, well, it's just comments. They're not going to overpower a man generally, unless, you know, there's some of the jujitsu women that I know, but they would never do that. But in a sense, it's women have much more vulnerability if you're walking home late at night alone or in a parking lot or in that situation. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I have one point on that too. And I've heard this, um, I, I agree with you for most, most men. And I say that most men, because I know some guys that are, that have no training, that have no physical capabilities whatsoever. And they are, they're small and they are, they feel vulnerable regularly. 
vulnerable in a in a violent sense but not necessarily like a sexual assault both actually <laughs> just yeah, depending on for where, sure. yeah. I do know, where i do know guys like that yeah and so i mean i'm not saying that it is a it is a one-to-one like all Statistically, guys understand it's different but it yeah, is absolutely a thing. Mm-hmm. but there there it is there and it's it's one of the things that i found especially uh doing martial arts most of my life was that the ability to defend yourself the ability to know yourself physically was a big part of it. So was a was a big part of allowing me to not feel vulnerable to the world, depending on where I was going. And I, you know, some of the places I went were not, um, I shouldn't have been as like a 14 or 15 year old kid, but I felt that I was comfortable in my own skin because I had been doing martial arts for many years. So, and I, I do know guys that were absolutely not comfortable with themselves. And they've, I'm not saying that it's the same. I just there is a corollary there that uh, that we, I guess, have to just kind of see. Because once we, once we can actually see it, once we can actually go, oh, yeah, okay, then that is the first step in uh, uh, trying to can't think of the word right now, but in understanding each other, right? If we can actually just look at it and go, oh, yeah, I could see where that would happen. That's that first step so that we can all understand. Um, any more thoughts on this before I got, I got more questions? But, yes. Uh, <laughs> and and the reason that I do have this thought is because I just flashed to The Patrol by Ryan Flavel, a book that I just recently finished it. And in the book, he makes a comment. It's a little, you know, several paragraphs where he describes they're flying back from Afghanistan, back to Canada. It's been a long tour. Guys have died. It's been tough on everyone. They get on the bird. We all know how that feels. Oh, not everyone. When you get on the bird and you're flying back to Canada, it's that moment of once the wheels are lifted off, it's almost a sigh of relief and you feel almost safe. And in that moment where that's occurring for those troops, there is a stewardess or a flight attendant that is walking down wrong. It was Canada customs asking for customs cards. And you know how much the troops cared about filling in customs cards, the square root of zero. And so as she's walking down the aisle, as I understood it, she was attractive based on the writing in the book. And the troops started catcalling and chirping and whistling and making inappropriate comments. And it builds on itself. I've seen it happen. It builds on itself inappropriately if no one shuts it down. Mm-hmm. And I think the important part is whether Jillian is talking about a guy doing this or I'm talking about a girl doing that. It doesn't matter what our little stories are to some degree. What does matter is the overarching theme. And that is... Guys have got to do what's right when the right thing needs to be done, just as girls have got to do what's right when the right thing needs to be done. And so if someone's about to grab my arse, the girls should shut that down. If I'm about to grab some other girl's ass, the guys should shut that down. I mean, it's for all of us to control it. And if the guys can't control the guys, then the girls need to control the guys, etc. It's our job as humans to shut down the nonsense, call it out, mm-hmm. crush it down for what it is, which is nonsense. Yeah. Can I just add something? Um, I just want—I just wanted to say, like in that situation where you had arrived on on the bike and you had, you know, whatever perceptions or expectations, but what other people were thinking, you know, many perhaps the women would have seen you do that and go, I thought, or even said to each other, "Wow, that guy's really strong," or you know, good for that guy or whatever. But if a woman were in that same situation, the guys would be saying to each other or even to this woman, that's hot. Look at her. That's hot. I want to date her. And you're immediately sexualized. And that's why I of was the sexualized. Things. I'll guarantee you. Okay. I, I saw it hundred percent. Yeah. And I'm just saying that Blatant. This, is, this is something that happens frequently with women and we don't get recognized for our, our strength and confidence and, and powers, et cetera, or, the, or we do, but the only way that men uh, feel that they're able to compliment is by sexualizing. And so that's a bit of a narrative that needs to needs to shift. Like you can, a woman can still be strong. You don't need to tell her she's attractive in that moment. It doesn't add any value. That is, that but the default position, I think, for humans is to sexualize rather than think of pithy statements about how attractive their elbow is. It's a... That's what we are. We're animals at our core. And if we pretend that we're not and that sexualizing in the instant is not a thing, 
then, you know, I think we're kidding ourselves. It's how we manage it societally, appropriately in the moment that I feel is the discussion because every single day that I showed up to pick up my boys, I was being sexualized. I'm not talking about thought police at all. People can oh, have no, no, no. thoughts no, no. and they can say what they want to each other, but I'm just talking about when they're being direct to another person and that's where the shift needs to be. Uh, right, so I am, I'm not defending men. I'm making a general statement that there is evenness mm -hmm. in the sexualization. Sure. Now, yeah. <clears throat> is it more blatant when men are sexualizing women? Yeah, because we're idiots. <laughs> That's so true. Because we don't understand nuance. Because yeah. we're idiots. Yeah. Do girls sexualize men? Yeah. Yes. But they do it more sophisticated because you're nuanced, because you're not as idiotic as men. And so there is a delta. There's a difference between the sexualization of men and women in moments. And we are far more blatant about it which again is inappropriate of course but it's inappropriate than anyone instantly sexualizes another person but as animals that's what we have a tendency to do and you can't like hey everyone stop blinking let me know how that goes let's see who can go the longest that's right we all need to blink and so there's things that you can't shut down but there's things that can be managed better. And this, this subject of sexualization, which is a super important subject, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm defending guys now and I'm really not trying to. I think that it's an open topic that men and women don't do very well. And it's a conversation that could go on for a long time on the nuance of how to do it better. To your earlier point, Sean, I think um, the point is, male or female, if something is inappropriate, uh, you know, you need to call it out is, uh, is the point. So whether it's something that's inappropriate towards a female or a male, the other party, the people who are witnessing that, they should be calling it out that it's, it's not cool, it's not appropriate. Julie, have you ever seen me call out something that's inappropriate? Ah, jeez. More than once. <laughs> of course. So that's the point of it. You know, you just, yeah. you, yeah, you, you should call it like you see it in. And that's exactly what you do, Sean. And that's how it should be done. You know, sometimes people are afraid to call things out, but really you need to, uh, whether it's good or bad, you just, you have to address it. Yeah. I think the key is accountability, right? We can't just, we can't, we can't finger point because... I mean, it doesn't actually solve anything, but the, the key is to keep each other accountable. If we all want to do better, we need to keep each other accountable. And maybe not align with sides to mm. call out what's inappropriate. Just call out what's inappropriate, man That's or woman, point. whatever. It doesn't matter what your sex is. If it's wrong, it's wrong. Call it out. I agree. Uh, any further thoughts on this? I got another question here that I think is uh, fantastic. We're, we're going to run out of time here. We're going to have to schedule another day for this, but... I, if you're good, I can jump on another question. We can uh, discuss that for the last few minutes. Are we good? Yeah, any other for, that way, the heat's off me. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna put the heat on you, Chance. <laughs> I feel like Let's I got to pull it. out a shield. You, uh, when you were young, when you were a young girl, what do you wish someone had said to you on your hard days, like the days you couldn't find your place in the world, or when someone tried to isolate you because of something you liked or liked to do? That's a great question. Any thoughts, Ashley? You want to go first? I saw, I, saw, I saw you thinking about it. I'm going to put you on the fire. There you I was muted. Um, oh, my gosh. I, I don't even know what to say. Um, when your young girl had said to you on your hard days, um, just encouragement that it'll get better and these days will pass and these moments are short. Um, I think something that I was missing a lot in my younger years, uh, like I didn't have any sisters, uh, or anything like that was um, really positive female mentors. Uh, my mom was an amazing, is an amazing person, but I didn't have a lot of uh, really strong um, uh, women in my life to lift me up. So I think advice from those those people would have been uh, really important, and that's something that carried through my career in the military as well. At the time, I didn't have a lot of mentors. So, 
It's a great thought. Uh, anybody else? Jillian, how about you? We're going to throw you on the fire now. Um, I'm very fortunate that I, oh, I'm very fortunate that I had an amazing family and upbringing, um, and they taught me a lot. Um, but probably the biggest thing that wasn't talked about a lot with our family is emotions and sharing them and talking about them openly. Um, so I think if there was one thing that someone had said to me would have been that it's okay to share how you're feeling. It's a, whether that be getting angry or upset um, or be as happy as you want to be um, that side of things. I think it would have been, yeah, that it's okay to share your emotions and talk about what you're feeling and going through and be open rather than hiding it. Yeah. That's a great thought. Julia, you're, you're up next. What do you got? Uh, I agree as well. Oh, am I muted? No, I'm no, not. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think, and I could have used some of those role models as well. So just to have, um, there are some strong women, definitely in my family in my life, but, um, I didn't see enough of, of that, I guess, at a younger, younger age. And so I think I was looking for that for a long time and I found it with a few people, but, um, I kind of had to make it up on my own. So, um, to be able to pass that on to others, I would definitely, you know, try to, to, to let them know that like, it's going to be okay, that they're going to have hard days and, um, and that just to, to go through it. It's, it's part of, it's part of life and to get to the other side that it's always worth it on the other side. That's a great thought. Uh, Kate, uh, we're going to throw you up next here. Okay. So I don't have, I guess I would sort of agree with the statement, you know, if someone just told me that it was going to get better, but these days I see, you know, I wish almost that I was growing up now, not in the sense for all of the negative things with social media and cyberbullying, but because I look at, you know, Katrin David's daughter and the CrossFit Games athletes. And I think if I had been, you know, six years old seeing that or Ronda Rousey and Bullet Valentina and all of these women doing that kind of stuff, it would have been like, that's, that's me. That's what I want to do. But instead, I didn't see any of that. And, you know, I had to beg my mom for years even just to let me play hockey. And even then it's on the boys team with one other girl. Um, so I think in a sense, it is cool now that we are seeing a lot of that. And I think if I had transported that to when I was younger, maybe I would have gotten on the path a bit earlier. Yeah, that's a great thought. Julie? Uh, I think I do agree with a lot of the points that have been made that I would say will get easier uh, as time moves on and you get more experience in life. The other thing I would say is that uh, you are strong and you can do anything that you set your mind to, you put in the work and you can accomplish anything uh, that is important to you. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, I think I got everybody. Did I get everybody? Uh, Sean, any thoughts on that? Well, I've never been a girl <laughs> and or a young girl for that matter. <clears throat> but what I wish someone would have said to me if I was a young girl is exactly what the ladies just described. And it's right to the point. And so the same advice could almost be given to young men with the exception of the notable distinction that as I heard it anyway, and correct me if I'm wrong, the ladies, most of the ladies were looking for someone in front of them to inspire them. Someone who had been bigger, better, faster, stronger, climbed all the mountains, sailed all the oceans, done all of the things, being uh, Shevchenko in the UFC or what have you. And so there's a lot of that happening right now. In fact, some of these ladies are some of those people who are inspiring young ladies right now. And so it is an existence but for guys, young guys, we also need the same thing. We, we need to know that our dads have our back or our moms have our back. We need to know that our emotions are legit, that someone cares, that someone knows that we care, that someone is inspiring us. I just understand the obvious delta between there's way less ladies because it's still an early phase in the inspirational evolution of ladies stepping into their power and crushing it. And mm -hmm. so to, to Kate's point, I do agree that 
it was a it was a slower start than the men but i think the ladies are coming on harder and faster than the men ever did yeah i could not agree more with that the um it's actually quite interesting i was talking to my wife about this as well and she is in a uh, female dominated industry and the guys actually have some of the similar concerns <laughs> that were raised today because they they are surrounded by women the whole time they they feel like they're having to represent a lot of uh um i don't know masculinity or something like that but they're uh they don't uh anyway from i got a, one couple comments here before we shut her down here I, we're going to run a little bit over time but we'll have to manage and you know what we're going to do we're just going to set this up for another day as well because we got some more <laughs> questions that are awesome that i want i really want to get your guys' opinion on um but just so you guys uh we're gonna go through a few of these comments i'm going to do them a little fast because there's a bunch of them here but worked and played alongside so many strong women over the years inspiring to say the least know several in the present day hockey players bgj practitioners motorcycle track racers who are so excellent at what they do of all the track coaches mentors i have had one lady shines she rides a bike as food if not better than most men i look at that and say that it is someone i want to emulate uh, if she could do it at that level why not me despite being a late starter most of what i do today Great point. Uh, Daniel says, trailblaze your own path without the distraction or envy of those surrounding you. It's a, yeah. Uh, there's a little bit of back and forth here. <laughs> Daniel, exactly. I always have marched to the beat of my own drummer. I suspect there was some envy more recently via V riding my race bikes. And this is an ego thing that I think we all need to manage over time. Uh, sorry, let me just get to the actual comment that I was looking for. <laughs> sorry, they had a little conversation here. Those guys I, were having a bromance in the comments. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the ladies having go. the bromance in the comments. Here we go. What the Sorry, heck? this is the ladies one I was looking represent. for. From a father of young girls to this panel, thank you for being strong people and know that what you said was heard by young ears. What you say matters. Never forget that. Uh, so I just wanted to share those with you. They've been coming in as as we've been talking, and I didn't want to interrupt any of the uh, the discussion, but I just wanted to make sure you guys saw that because it, it is uh, happening from people who are watching. First off, thank you all. This has been an awesome conversation. Uh, I think we have, we've hit some major points here. There are more questions uh, in my slides for you guys for the next time. Um, and if you guys have any other ladies that you want to bring onto the show, I can get 10 people on here so we can get another three if we really wanted to. So let me know. I, I would like to jump in yeah. and special request that Doreen Taylor takes part. Yeah, it'll it it almost happened. Almost. I just I just felt that with my wife being here, I would I would really feel like an underperformer. I feel like an underperformer with the ladies that are here right now, but my wife would have just pushed it over the edge. I would have been crippled half a man. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it would be it'd be interesting at least maybe for next time. We'll have to we'll have to check Maybe. with her. Maybe she can take your spot on the mic. I wish she would. There you go. <laughs> I wish someone else would. Right now, I'm definitely feeling it. And and to that point, let me just finish off with this: okay. that um, anyone who is listening to this, I was pushing back a little bit, but I was pushing back for this reason. Push. I'll push back on anyone, everyone. Line them up, and I'll push it all over if it means that it makes any of us better. And so, I'm not here to raise contentious issues. I'm here to raise issues to help us all think deeper about some of these things. Mm -hmm. And this is such an important subject that we've been talking about. I don't want anything that I've got to say to distract from the main theme, which is the girls rock, guys suck some of the time. And that's just the way it is, boys. Y'all know it. I know it. We all know it. And there's no point in arguing about it. And so don't get anything twisted that I had to say. I'm super stoked about what the ladies brought to this conversation. And once again, we barely freaking scratched the surface, Chance Burroughs. What barely the hell? Barely scratched the surface. This is, this is basically my job. All I can do right now is present a subject and hope that we scratch the surface enough that people will, find, will start looking for more information on their own. Once the people watching start to think deeper on all of the subjects that we scratch the surface on, then we've begun. 
at least in my mind. <laughs> so I did um, say and, if this one went well, I'd stop podcasting. This was it. This was going to be my last one. Am I, can I quit? No. Because <laughs> I'd like to quit, especially after today. I feel like I took a bit of heat. Yeah. Well, the hell, ladies, making me feel like I'm, I'm squirming over here. This is the way. This is the whole point. If I can make Sean squirm. <laughs> By bringing Dude, in I'm some squirming. awesome ladies. I squirm every day, though. This Whatever. is fantastic. So I'm going to go around the table. Any final thoughts from... Uh, I'm going to go to Julie first. What are your... Any final thoughts on the questions we answered or the discussion that we had? Anything last minute? Uh, my final thought is there should be a part two because that was nothing. If Sean thinks he's squirming, that we've got <laughs> a, lot more, a lot more heat to bring. That's, Atta uh, girl, Jules. that's my point. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Jillian? Any final points? Totally agree. Thank you for having all of us. I'm super excited and honored to have shared a panel with all these amazing women and the two guys as well who are equally as amazing. Um, really excited to do this again with all of you. I'm, I'm excited also. That. Kate? Yeah, thanks guys for putting this together. And I definitely think it needs to be longer than an hour next time. And uh, Sean, I think that your sweatshirt might be inside out because I can't see the Pathfinder logo. <laughs> I went all stealth. I'm on an origin black stealth that you can Ooh, see it up nice. here on the corner. Still mm -hmm. representing a little bit of the masculinity with the Jocko origin. Yeah. Uh, Ashley, final points? Oh, hold on. You're muted. Hold on. Okay. Just want to say go. thank you for the opportunity to meet these uh, incredible women. And I echo what they've said. We've got to do this again and uh, and and talk further. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Absolutely. Julia? And same same to all of you. It was really nice to to meet everybody. And I would be more than happy to come back. And, and we definitely needed a part two very soon. Yeah. We got a... Awesome. Uh, we got a request for a three-parter. We might Bro. have to store it out. There we go. Get on, get your freaking, get behind the wizard. Get the wizard curtain. Make it start happening. Here's, it's working. I'm working pause. it. I'm working it. Don't worry. Sean is going to slag me probably all for the all next couple of days until I get this sorted out for another, for part sure. two. For part Tell me three. when part two is until then you're going to get hit hard. <laughs> This is, this is why I love doing this. Uh, it keeps me moving forward. It keeps us all moving forward. And I think that, you know, anybody listening to this has absolutely learned something. Anybody that takes on what they've learned has grown as a person and they have built as a man or a woman to, uh, to be a better person just in general. I think that's fantastic. And part two and part three, maybe part four, depending on how long we go on those. We'll, uh, we'll have it to make it better every time. It's going to be awesome. And we'll see y'all tomorrow with more of the collective as we learn, build, grow together. Talk to y'all then. Chimo. Chimo. Chimo.